Welcome to You Influence Podcast, where you will hear everything you need to learn how to be a man or woman of influence for the better in your personal and professional life, in business, at work, and in your social life. Becoming a person of positive influence has an invaluable effect in ways we cannot imagine, but can only be felt in personal fulfillment. What's going on, influencers? Welcome back to your other episode of Mavi Said Monday. My name is Rafael Mavi. I'm the host of You Influence Podcast. Guys, wherever you're tuning in from, whether it's your first time listening to an episode on You, you Influence Podcast, uh, or you've been following along and have listened to several or even all episodes, I greatly appreciate you all. If, uh, if you're new to this podcast and you're thinking, what the hell is Mavi Said? Why is he mentioning his last name in this quote-unquote branding? I hashtagged the crap out of Mavi Said for the last, I would say, probably three, maybe four years. And the way it actually came about was from uh, the trainings that I've been doing for various organizations and at some point where people have evolved in their careers and they took the content from the training that we were doing and they were coming back and saying, hey, you know, your training at that point in my life has helped me tremendously with my other profession in my other uh, job or in my next business, right? And then somebody made a reference to like sarcastically, Mavi said this, Mavi said that. So I'm like, you know what? Why don't I just coin phrase that? And I made it a um, hashtag on Instagram. Again, going back to about three or four years ago, that started to catch on. I attended... Um, couple of events and instead of having my name on the tag people would write Mavi said um, I went to a wedding at some point with my wife and uh, on a placement card and again instead of my name they put Mavi said so it started to catch on I'm like you know I kind of like this and uh, let me just leave that so I rolled with it and uh, besides the Instagram posts um, I've rolled out one of the episodes out of the two per week on this podcast you know, I decided to name it Mavi Said Monday. We're working on a new material where it's going to be a uh, Mavi Said Minute, which is going to be a video content, again, for Facebook and Instagram. So I'm just, you know, having fun with it, playing around with it. Uh, I've been told it has a nice ring to it. I like it. So that's that. Guys, today um, I want to talk to you about how to see the real value in people, especially, especially in today's time, today's sensitive times, right? And it's more than that. It's more than being overly sensitive to things or um, seeing things or hearing things and then drawing value or drawing a judgment against those events or against those people. Right, and this is actually something that I've struggled with personally over the years. Um, even though when I thought, even then when I thought I knew exactly how to find value in people, and I thought I knew it all, I still fell flat on my face and made a huge mistake in business. So I want to share some of those mistakes that I've made with you. Uh, only in hopes that you will not make those same mistakes that I have, okay? And uh, we're all human beings, and I'm not saying, you know, being sensitive is a bad thing. Of course not. 
we need to be you know sensitive to situations to other people's uh needs desires understandings beliefs because especially if you're in a leadership position that is one of the things you need to possess but i'm talking about a different type of sensitivity a sensitivity where it clouds your judgment that is the type of sensitivity which is very dangerous on any level in your personal life or professional so um Social media today makes things easier, but it also makes things more difficult. It all depends how you look at things, right? It all depends what your internal foundation of understanding understanding uh, is made of, right? So we often place value on people through either hearing things about them or from them, right? or seeing things so about hearing it it's very obvious we all know we shouldn't base our judgment based on what we hear right we need to see it we need to understand it we need to see proof in the pudding as the saying goes but seeing things is a good indicator for judgment right but here where the challenge occurs most of the time we place value on people based on the materialistic things that we see the kind of car they drive the kind of house they live in the kind of clothes they wear uh the type of destinations they travel to right and it's all transparent on social media yeah we only see you know the highlights of those people's lives but still as you scroll through your feed it's enough to draw judgment it's enough to see or not see value in those people so what i want to um share with you is this when we for for example when we see people sharing their stuff on social media or talking about certain things or beliefs that is us either hearing it or seeing it you may not even realize it but you are judging them that instant you are placing value or the lack of value develops in your mind based on what you heard and or saw right and oftentimes we hear from the gurus right the experts and i'm not being sarcastic the gurus and the experts of hey if you want what you never had find those people that have what you want and go model them or if you have a chance go associate yourself with them work with them right uh befriend them and start doing what they have done or what they do and you're gonna get similar or better results because you're gonna put your own twist on it right it may not be identical but it'll be similar or even better or close to it so that's really the 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 model that i personally have followed which has caused me which has led me into selecting the wrong business partner now i'm going to get into that in a while and i'm going to give you some personal um stories through which hopefully you will learn of not having to make those mistakes whether it's in your profession whether it's business partnership whether it's friendship okay so let me give you um a handful of bullet points on how to see 
the real, the true value in people, in others. Watch what they do or look at what they have done. A good example would be, again, you look at somebody and they drive a, I don't know, I don't want to name any brand cars not to offend anybody, right? But I'm not into those labels. You could be a great person and could be doing great things and drive a $25,000 car. And you could be a piece of shit person and drive a $100,000 or half a million dollar car. So the, the type of a car that you drive on me personally will not impress me, nor will it make me think less of you if it's a uh, lesser cost priced car, right? So I look at what people do. Are they striving to get to their next level in their life? Are they doing great things for their family? Are they there for their family? Are they there for their friends? What do their friends have to say about them, right? So look at what people do, not what they show you. That's one. Also, look at their values, not beliefs. Those are different things. So let me give you an example. Um, politically speaking, your belief could be either independent, it could be Democrat, it could be Republican, it could be liberal, it, it doesn't matter. That's your belief system, right? And you obviously have reasons to believe in any of those things. But your core values, are those things that you I cannot strip away from you, right? Those are the things that you stand by. You value strong friendships. You value education. You value uh, being a great parent. You value being a great employer, right? Those are your core values. This is what you stand by. You will not lose those things no matter what type of information you're exposed to. However, your beliefs, right, including religion, including anything, that is a belief that can be altered through exposure to proper information, right, or different information. We change our minds all the time about different things. It also depends on what stage of life you're in. So, for example, when I was in my, I would say, from early 20s to my late 20s, I'll be honest with you. I was more, politically speaking, I was more of a Democrat. That was my belief system. And as, as I grew older, as I started to understand uh, how the economies work and started to reflect on why my family immigrated from former USSR to US, and I started evaluating all of these things combined and just observing, I became more of not even a, a Republican, but more of a um, libertarian, right, so to speak. But again, I'm always looking into other areas of, if you're talking about politics, politics to educate myself, right? And again, beliefs change. What we understand to be a good citizen, that could be changed too through education, through different types of uh, exposure to various information. So look at what people value over what they believe in. And by the way, while we're on a topic, I see way too many people make this horrible mistake, especially in the last few years. They defriend people in real life, right? They stop being friends. I'm not talking about just social media. Just because they find out their friends 
have a different belief system in education and politics and whatever. Even though the values are the same, they've been friends for 15, 10, even 30 years, their core values are similar, but their beliefs are different. All of a sudden, one of the two parties has become overly sensitive where that sensitivity is clouding their judgment. Again, being sensitive is a good thing, but where sensitive, sensitivity clouds your judgment, that's where the challenge occurs. Okay? Now, look at also, third one, how many people are positively influenced by them? How many people have become better as individuals, as leaders, as employers, as employees, right, as family members because of association with that particular individual? That's another thing you, ca- you got to look at, right? And then you will determine if you should value that individual or not. Fourth one, um, are they talking bad about others when those people are not around? This has become a big deal to me in my last business with my partner, right? This is something I did not expect, but one of my partners, this was a bad trait that he had. He would talk nonsense behind my back. And then when I was in the office and the third partner wasn't around, he would talk negatively and very badly about that person. And this is a trait that I never knew about him, right? And the first time I heard him talk about, you know, badly about my uh, other third partner, I realized that that's a high probability that he's doing the same thing to me when I'm not in the office, when I'm not around. And guess what? Later on, I found that to be very true. He would make, he, he wouldn't just talk badly about obvious things like, you know, I mean, we all, we're all human, we have our faults, we have our mistakes, but he would talk about things that are not true, right? He would just like create dirt and apply it to that person. And by the way, you know, he was doing it to other people as well, not just business partners. So look at those things, pay attention to those things. If that person is doing that to others in a conversation with you. Um, Another thing, just, just to touch back on this, as far as sensitivity and you know, having that aspect cloud our judgment, here's the reality. If you're a student of history, you will understand me clearly on this. Tough times throughout history, I'm not even talking about past 100 or 200 years. I'm talking about as far as you can study. Tough times create tough people right? And I'm not talking about like being a macho or being an alpha female type of a toughness. I'm talking about having thick skin, having the, the, the will to plow through tough times, challenging times, right? Uh, I, I, listen, I was raised by uh, a mom who my dad was almost never there because he was too busy, you know, hustling and grinding. So our mom raised two boys practically on her own. So I'm talking about that type of resilience of going through challenges of being virtually either a single parent or even a single parent, right? Toughness in your life. Tough times create tough people. Here's the next part. Tough people create good times or good economies. 
the good times or the good economy, guess what that creates? Overly sensitive people. Let's call them soft people. Those are the type of people where their sensitivity clouds their judgment. Their sensitivity blocks them from doing what's necessary. And that category of people, guess what they create? They create tough times. Economically speaking, war speaking, human civilization development speaking, this is the cycle of life. So you cannot blame any single, gener a single generation for being the way they are, whether they're too tough on their kids or they're too soft on themselves and their kids, right? Nobody is to blame. This is just the cycle of life. Right now, 2019, we are in that part of the circle where the people that we have living right now, for the most part, are the category of soft and overly sensitive because it has been nothing but great times, which were created by tough people. And the next cycle would be the tough times because this generation right now is about to create that tough time. Again, they're not to blame. They just happen to be part of the equation. You cannot remove that from the equation. It is what it is. And the next cycle of tough times will create tough people. And guess what? That next cycle of tough people, most of them will be the same people that are categorized as soft or overly sensitive. It's just that life will happen and they will toughen up. They will develop that thick skin. Okay? So un you need to understand that concept and because it's very, very important in, un in us understanding other people. Everyone has different beliefs, different experiences. It is what makes them. But for us to draw judgment and to place value or not value someone because of their beliefs is a huge mistake because our values as human beings are far more important than what our belief system is. Okay, the next one is, do those people demonize beliefs that are not in line with their own? If I'm communicating with somebody or if I'm looking to work with someone and they happen to demonize other belief systems that are not in line with their own, I do not want to place value on that individual because it shows lack of respect for other human beings just because that those other beings do not believe in what they believe in, right? That is not someone I want to place value on. Also, do those people inspire you? Now, whether you are in physical contact with them, can you reach them? Can you call them? Can you hang out with them? Or if it's somebody that you look up to, right, through books, through social media, whatever, do those individuals inspire you when they speak, when they uh, appear on a video, when they write something in a book, or when you're at dinner with them, right? Do those people inspire you? How do you feel when you leave after being exposed to their presence or to their information? How does that make you feel? What does that tell you about you? Do they pull something out of you that you didn't know you had, right? Those, if you, if you understand 
those things, then that gives you the proper education and information to make a decision whether you should value them or not. So let me give you um, three criterias that have helped me a lot over the years, and I'm reminded of this every time I have to make a decision. The three criterias that I've learned many years ago of how to place people that are in your life, whether they are a friend, a coworker, a you know extended family, employer, employee, whatever the case is. So these are the three criterias that you should understand and memorize. Number one is growing association. If all of those things that I just mentioned in the last few minutes to you make sense to you, and it gives you the proper foundation on how to properly place value on that individual, and you want to be around them, right? You see value in them. Then you want to create a growing association. You want that relationship or that connection to grow. The second criteria is limited association. That could apply to some of the friends you've had for 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years. Okay? You know they're great. You share a lot of past with them, but they do not serve your future. You're on a different level mindset mentally, right? You are on a different level of being a better citizen, being a better family person, being better uh, whoever, whatever, right? You're not on the same page with them. Maybe you have outgrown them. Then you want to place them in a limited association, right? So you, you, you limit as far as how much time you spend with them. Not an easy thing to do. But it is a criteria. It is vitally important to you, to your growth. The third one, you probably guessed it already, it's a limited association. This is where you understand all of those things about people and they're so negative. When they walk into the room, all the plants die, right? That's how much negativity they carry with them. And these are the type of people that you want to um, disassociate with yourself. I don't know if I said... uh, uh, limited association or disassociation, but it is a uh, disassociation. So first one is a growing association. The second one is a limited association. The third one is a disassociation. You completely disassociate yourself from them. Now, again, this could be family. Then you may ask, how do I disassociate myself? How do I can't disown my kids. I can't disown my parents. I can't disown my brother and sister or, you know, uh, whoever my cousins and guess what you of course you can't then you place them in a limited association you limit your exposure to them what happens if you live with that person how can you limit them you're exposed to them every single day guess what if it's your significant other you have two choices there's always a choice you know and i'm not the one to give you you know a relationship or marital advice yes i have been with the same a uh, person for 21 years, actually, to be exact, this month, July, right? But still, it's it's a case-by-case base. So you have to assess your status, your relationship, your marriage with that person. And ideally, you want to bring them to your level. You want to be involved together. 
you know, if it's something you're working on, you, you can't say, well, you need help. You got to see this. You got to read this book. You're like, no, we need to do this together. We got to go and visit this pro uh, professional. We have to t go take this class. We have to go to this seminar. Because if we are going to get to 20 years from now, that means we have to go through it together. Right? There is, again, there's a whole different conversation. But those three categories will help you a lot in placing value and also placing people in the right area of your life. So let me give you a quick example of where I made a mistake in my last business of selecting the wrong business partner. So when people ask me today, like, Raf, you lost so much money, you know, in time, you, you lost, you know, 25, 26 pounds, you look like you, you were walking dead with, you know, cancer, we could just see your nose, right? It's like, it was ridiculous, all these commentary, you know, I have a big head and a big nose, and I was just walking around in my suit, and everything was like hanging off of me, I was wearing like three sizes smaller than I was actually, um, when, when I was before I started that business, why? Because of the stress, because of the 19, 20 hour work days, because of all the challenges that I had to go through, not in the business with employees, but with my business partners. And I tell them, my answer is this, it was 100% my fault. And it was my fault all the way through. Number one, I made a mistake of being pulled into, into that partnership. I made a mistake of tolerating things I didn't have to tolerate. I made a mistake for staying there as long as I did. I made a mistake of allowing things to be said which were not true and I didn't control my narrative, right? And guess what? No matter how much money I lost, my partners lost a lot more because I was minority. So there's no blame. I made all of those mistakes on my own. And until the day I have admitted to myself that everything was 100% my responsibility and my fault, I didn't start to feel better, okay? I was bitter, not better. So here's where I made the mistake and I placed value on the wrong people. Number one, I actually looked for common interests instead of common values. We had the same beliefs, but we were different in values. That was huge for me. And I didn't learn about that until later, until it was too late. My first gut reaction was not to get involved. And it took them two successful attempts to bring me into the partnership. So I went against my gut. I placed value on hard work because I knew one of the partners was a very hardworking individual. What I did not know are the, the intangibles, the things that you couldn't see, right? The, the conniving things, the talking behind your back things, uh, like just different type of evil, malicious activity I wasn't aware of. So I placed value just based on how hard they worked in their past business. And that was it, right? And that was a mistake. I didn't do my due diligence. The third partner, we selected him because he made probably close to half a billion dollars. And at some point in his life, he was worth about 300 million. So to me, I referred back to the saying that we normally follow. Find someone who has what you want to accomplish and associate yourself with them. 
So I just looked at the monetary uh, mark to like, wow, he's he's an accomplished person. I can learn a thing or two from him. What I didn't know back then is that how he got to that amount, how he treated his employees, how many people that were left from working with him high and dry. I didn't know any of those things, right? So again, it was just the visibility, the exposure to a result, but I didn't see the process. I didn't look at what they valued, right? And apparently he valued money over people all day long, where putting people down in public was a norm for him. I didn't know any of this. I didn't even look into it. I didn't do my due diligence, right? So everything was my fault because I didn't have the foundation on how to properly place value in people and business partners. So the selection process was all screwed up. I was looking for common beliefs and common interests over common values and all the other things that I mentioned to you as well. So hopefully you're not going to make those mistakes in placing value on someone you really shouldn't. Okay? Same thing with employee valuation. You know, I see when I go into, you know, various businesses, I'm talking about when I'm physically walking into these businesses and I see the I feel the environment, but I also hear the conversations that take place among employees when management is not there. Or when I walk in and I speak with decision makers, right? And their conversation, their language, in that language, I hear the lack of value they place on their team members because a a particular team member is not of the same belief system when it comes to work or when it comes to whatever else, right? So all of these things, when it comes to your workplace, when it comes to your family, when it comes to your personal life, the value we put in others has to be based on the things that you know I spoke about earlier. Look at their look by looking at their core values, watching what they do and watch what they did. How many people are they positively influencing? Oftentimes, as a decision maker, we see uh, people that are not really performing well as far as far as skill set, but What we don't see is the not-so-obvious one. And we're talking about a soft skill. The influence they have on other people that work around them is so significant. It is not something you can put on your resume. You can't say, you know what, because of my presence, people around me do better. It is not something you could measure. But when you start paying attention, you will be able to measure through performance of others around them. So skillfully, so let's say I have an accountant working, and out of one on a scale of one to a hundred, they perform on level seventy-five, which was school-wise, it's a C, right? And typically, as an employer, what I want to do is I want to hone on those skills and you know get them to pull up to an eighty, ninety, and eventually a hundred, right? And even if they're performing at 85, 90, I'm a happy camper as the employer. What I don't pay attention to normally is 
how much of an influence that individual has on the entire work environment. The people that are working next to them or in, in having a conversation with that person, are they a better employee because of their professional association with that accountant who's performing on level 75? And if they're making everybody else around them a 90, meanwhile they're a 75 in their hard skill, which is accounting, that is crucial. I will place value on them and not even break my head over how can I get them to a 90 and make that the only target. Of course, I will work with them and have them pull up and try to send them to a class or workshop or bring somebody else in, maybe pay for their continued education. But I'm, I'm not going to make that my focal point. You have to look at other things of what that person is capable of doing besides the task at hand. Guys, I hope this episode was very helpful. By the way, the best thank you that I will have from you, that I will ever see from you, is when you DM me and let me know, you know what you took away from this episode and when you like and comment and uh, share this episode if you're listening to this on uh, iTunes, just subscribe. If you haven't so already, please leave a five-star review. Leave, a, leave your feedback by typing it out. And I uh, appreciate you tuning back in to another episode of Mavi Said Monday. I will catch you on the next one. Remember, guys, you are an influence. Just choose to be the right kind. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast. I appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And if you haven't subscribed to this podcast already, Please show us your support by subscribing and leaving a positive review to help us advance on the chart. You can always connect with me on social media by searching for Rafael Mavi at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or LinkedIn. If you have any questions or just want to drop a line, the fastest way to get a hold of me is through my Instagram. Until next time.